The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who's on this town Hey, welcome to the Formula Sports Talk. We are live again in the studio with Alex Clancy and uh, Deborah Debris. We also have Cindy Liskus who's back with us. Deborah was actually, uh, nah, you back too. Did you go to the combine? I was at the combine. Oh, I was we'll giving a talk to the agents and... Uh, the crooks. Yeah, mm. yeah, we'll talk about well, that. Yeah, we'll I was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shared the stage with uh, Mr. Lux, Josh Lux, who's a whistleblower. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting, interesting room. It is, it yeah. is. There's a bunch of guys in there with uh, a whole lot of motives that benefit them. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh-huh. it's crazy. Um, you know, we got a lot to talk about. Who's going the Jeremy Lin kind of slowed down, but now they're bringing it back up. It was I'm, th- I'm thinking just, yeah, it was all-star, but I'm right. thinking that, um, you know, that is going away. They got to find somebody else to pick on or somebody else to blow up. And that guy has become LeBron not taking the last shot in the All-Star game. Ooh, I'm sure yeah. you guys watched the All-Star. Broken noses and, and uh, I, I, that was, last shots. Yeah, it was an All-Star game. And yeah. I don't think Dwayne Wayne had to foul him like that. You could, you could have grabbed him and fouled him. Well, yeah, and this was an over-the-back, you know, let's climb up and, you know. Yeah, let me hammer you. It's like one of those football defenses back on a receiver. Yeah, yeah. And then he ended up hitting, up hitting his nose and um, uh, fracturing his no- nasal. Right, right. So, uh, but, you know, Kobe's tough. And then, you know, these guys go to an all-star game. It's supposed to be for fun. Exactly. It's supposed to be fun. These Show guys their skills. Hurt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Have fun, just like the uh, <coughs> the Pro Bowl. You go out there and have fun, and right. you shouldn't be able. To, you shouldn't get hurt. Let me uh, be the first person to thank Dwayne Wade on behalf of the Laker fans because that's going to Chuck Norris. That's going to bring the Chuck Norris out of Kobe in the second half. That that stuff doesn't happen to Kobe Bryant. He yeah. he does not let that stuff happen. I think Kobe. Um, Although he's a great player, probably he's he'll go down in history as one of the top ten top five player. Mm-hmm. Um, top five. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not being a homie. No, Top absolutely. Five. Absolutely. Oh, no. Absolutely. Top gotcha. five. Yeah. Although Kobe is a great player, he'll go down as one of the top ten greatest players ever in the NBA. Um, but he and he's one of those guys that don't, that don't need anything to motivate him. But stuff like oh, that motivates yes. Kobe, yeah. and it takes him to another level. And then you got the trade deadline come up, so whomever he gets to come to that team, hopefully it's not Dwight Howard. Although that guy will help those, them get to the finals again. But the finals are so so much talent in that Western yeah. uh, Conference uh, area, with the uh, Oklahoma. You got uh, I even like uh, Sacramento and what they're doing over there. San Antonio. San Antonio. Um, yeah. Dallas. All they need to do is make the playoffs. All these veteran teams. Just, oh, the Lakers. Like, just pretty much in general, any veteran team, even East and West, just need to make the playoffs and hope that they're hope that Oklahoma City falters because they really haven't been in this position before. They've always been the underdog. Now they're the favorite. So it'll be interesting to see if they can actually, um, you know. Well, I think Oklahoma's building. They've, they've been to a point where they've had some adversity, and that was last year. I think that was team if, adversity, if, though. If you can control, um, you're talking about Oklahoma Thunder, right? Yeah. If you can control Westbrook, then 
Uh, and I don't know if a guy like that need controlling, but he got to understand that uh, Kevin Durant is the guy. There's a superstar on every team. There could be two superstars yeah. like Jordan and Pippen, two superstars, but Pippen knew Jordan was the guy. So if Westbrook can understand that and pass the ball, you can't shoot more than the, your star. Pass, you're a point guard, pass the ball. Yeah, but he's, you're there he, to make the other guys look good. He's top ten yeah. in scoring in the NBA, Marshall Westbrook. He's averaging 23 and a half a game. So it's, it's, not like, it's not like he's, he's shying away from scoring. Yeah, when you got the guy, well, when you if you can hit those game winners, now I'm not saying trust the last guy, trust Durant to hit those game winning shots. I agree. I don't trust Westbrook to hit them. But that doesn't mean he's going to stop taking them. He's never going to stop taking. And you don't, you don't. I mean, everything's hunky dory until you actually get in that position again in the playoffs. You know, Russell Westbrook would be will be the Achilles heel for he's, that team. Yeah, he's not going to stop taking because no one on that bench told him. And I'm, as far as the bench is the coaches, the coaches up there, no one said. You need to pass the ball more. They just letting him be who he is. And I guess you got to come into his own and grow to where it's okay. I do have this guy that no one in the league can guard, and, and Kevin Durant give him the ball. It's the same thing with um, LeBron James. Is he building his legacy right now? You talk about all the shots he missed and all the shots that he don't take, but that's that doesn't fire him right now. He, although he's the greatest, not the greatest, he's the best player in the league right now. Athletically, he's the best player in this league. He can't be stopped. He can create his own shot, but he doesn't make those those final shots. Um, but he's building building his legacy. Don't say he can't. He's not going to hit him when he's done and probably have three rings. Uh, then you can say it took all that adversity for him to be to get to this point. Well, that's the sad part of seeing somebody to me anyway to see somebody who has not only is that good already, but has so much more potential within him. And there's almost like a holdback going on. And it's what that you know, what is that holdback all about? Because if he were to bust loose, I mean, he would be considerably better than what he is right now and he's already great well i mean and the well the the uh, already you just stated was eight years ago so he's been in the league eight years so right. i mean w- what is he waiting for yeah but he's good already what is he waiting for well no he, he had to go to a team with two superstars to actually have a chance to win a championship because he couldn't do it on his own he went to a so let's not get it twisted team. that he's that he's doing all these things he has two guys that are scoring 20 points a game getting you know uh Dwayne wade's averaging seven assists and chris watch is averaging 10 boards so it's not like this is a, a normal situation he's on a superstar studded team he went to a team with one superstar. The other superstar followed him. It was, so now they have, they, you're talking about Chris Bosh. Yeah. Well, he wasn't there. Well, they went at the same time. Yeah, he wasn't there. Well, he went to a team with one superstar and uh, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Dwayne Wade all, actually backed down from shooting a whole mm-hmm. lot of, a lot because it, it's starting to look like that is LeBron's uh, team. I think Dwayne Wade in the background probably mastermind and everything just, you know, if it come down to well, I got to take over this game, he will. He can take over the game anytime he wants to. Yeah, he I mean, and, but if they don't win this year, something's going to change. Something's going to change, and something's going to change probably pretty drastic. Because well, people in Miami, with I, all that, those guys are making a hundred million dollars. Oh my goodness! All three of them are making a hundred million dollars. <laughs> so I'm, what? I'm stating the facts. And so is money. Is what? We're going to put I'm dollar signs on your. I'm test. stating the facts. <laughs> I'm saying if you're making a hundred million dollars, you better perform. Not, not but, actually. The, but the money is not what's going to motivate them to perform. That's the thing that's it's money. Yes, it gets them on the team. Yes, it's a nice thing to hang up there. Look at how much money I'm making because of who I am. But in the end, it's not going to be the money that's make that's going to make them perform at their highest level. And, and because he's that good already, human nature, we saying we need to see more. Who, who cares what we need to see? It's what the LeBron James have to do for himself. We we are fans of the basketball. We are fans of uh, athletes. We are fans of the game. 
yeah, we want him to be have rings already, but then as soon as we give him rings, we're going to break him down so he can't do this now. Yeah, well, yeah. We're going to always find something he can't do. He put this on himself. He's taking his talents. He's telling everybody. So? He's, he's setting up uh, the decision. He's a man. He He's he's just like everybody else. He just happens to be 6'8", 260. Well, he's and not watching since he was 12 years old. He's not like he's ridiculous. I'm sick of LeBron. You sick of LeBron for what reasons? I'm sick of LeBron like because LeBron. it's always been look at me. Look at Derrick Rose. I don't like Derrick Kobe Rose Bryant. has said two words. I don't like Kobe f- Bryant. And he's not. He's, That's fine. He has, he has five rings. Exactly. He has five rings. He can say whatever he wants. He gets what? He can say whatever he wants because he has five rings. To who? To the to the country or to the world or to his did, his general manager? Did you hear what he said about uh, about Oklahoma City? How they can't eat at his lunch table yet? All they do is talk crap. All these kids, these kids haven't shown anything. Them like Republicans and Democrats, they all friends. At the end of the day, they 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 eat lunch and dinner together. Who cares what they? Who cares what he's talking about? Is what you're doing on the basketball court. Yeah, and Kobe's already like done LeBron it. Just because Kobe's older now doesn't mean that he's that the what he's done in the past is is a, is watered down. Who said that? Who said uh, what he uh, done? People are making it seem now that Kobe's getting hated on because Kobe's 33 years old. Those, he, had, those, he, had, you know, he had at least you know three rings. Are? You know who those people are? Those people are me, you, the ones we sitting on the sitting sidelines on and, and the back. benches. And, yeah. and it's easy to talk about a guy who's uh, who's out there sweating and getting it done. It's easy to talk about a guy who's out there playing chess. Yeah, he has five rings. He earned those five rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Now we want LeBron to be that good already because he is. We want him to have rings. As soon as we get he get those rings, we're gonna find something. He's one ring away from being Peyton Manning. All the records in the res- in the regular season, but he wins one ring and then he goes down as and just another good player. And he's not going to be Peyton Manning because they're not playing the same sport. Uh, correct. Right. <laughs> correct. Right. And he's never going to be Peyton Manning or labeled as Peyton Manning. But I'm Manning. saying he's going to break all these first first to 20, you know, first to all these points being the youngest kid all the, to all these points. But he has, if he has one ring, he's not going to be any more special. Robert Ori has seven rings. So it, it, it's, he, it's, that's, that's us. That's us. If he does his job, he get one ring. He's that same kid that everybody else will say, I want to play in a championship game. I want to win a championship. Mm-hmm. He has. He did what he was supposed to do. Okay, he accomplished that. Now he can get two rings and say, oh, I want to get two rings. Now he can have a different goal. Your goals change all the time. And what you accomplish. Well, yeah, because he wanted to win seven when he moved to Miami. He's like, oh, crap, I, I, this I is hard. Think, I don't think when he was seven, he wanted to win seven rings. I don't think when he was a little kid, that was his dream, I'm going to win seven rings. Well, and the reality is, in order to win, you've got to go from, you know, I want to win seven rings to I want to win a season to I want to win a game to I want to win right here, right now, this play, and break it down to the moment to moment. And that's the thing that so many people miss is they go out on these big, huge goals, and your mind can't handle that. Your emotions can't handle that. You've got to go down to the moment to moment. Have the big goals, yes, but take it to the moment-to-moment of what am I going to do right here, right now to make my play and support my team. Right. I mean, well, he, he's just reaping what he sowed now because maybe he wants to do that, but all everybody's talking about now is what he said, the decision going to Miami. That's, the me, me, me thing. Yeah. And so now he has to produce. If he doesn't produce, he's, he's going to be looked at as, but, as a joke for the rest of his career. But he's got to produce know. for himself, not for everybody yeah, else. Yeah, I don't know if this guy wants to be the highest pay ever in the NBA and, and the decision that it took 60 minutes to make um, is marketing. It, you know how many ratings it got? It's marketing. It's, it's showing to LeBron. You, yeah, we're looking at it from the outside, looking in, and we say, why do you have to go 60 minutes on the show just to do this? When you could have do, you did what everybody else do. You could have you you told agent. your general manager first before doing this. No, you don't. You don't have to do that. You don't. You don't have to. Do yeah, that. They I, gave I him the key to the city for six years, and he just says peace. 
gave him a key to sit at. He's from that area. I get the key. Yeah, exactly. So why wouldn't he do that? Why wouldn't he tell Dan Gilbert? I don't have to stay in my home. I'm from I'm from Newport News, Virginia. I'm living in Arizona right now. I got the key to the city of Virginia. No, but it's common courtesy. We got to tell people. Kenya, please help me. You know I've been waiting to give you some help. Yeah, help him. Help him, please. I think it comes down to... Humility and being humble. I heard it touched on a couple of times. That's probably why more people don't like uh, LeBron and they don't like Kobe because they, they don't come across as humble people. Now, is that going to stop their checks from coming in? Probably not, but it kind of stops people from, you know, that likability. Like Michael Jordan was charismatic and he was well-liked no, by, by the fans and other players. And you get a certain level of respect with that. We don't respect these guys because... One, they, they just they just seem like jerks. The only guy, the only, I want to say, the, I won't say the only guy, but there's only a handful of guys that matter, that cares if somebody likes them. I don't care who likes me. Don't get in my space and don't say nothing crazy to me. I don't care who likes me when I'm doing my job. If you can't help me get yeah, better at my job, Kevin Durant, <laughs> Kevin Durant, correct. Le, Kevin Durant is the only likable guy in the NBA. And he hasn't won anything. So there's no way, Kevin there's no way to decipher between the two. You can't like give. Yeah, they do. Are you naming all these Chicago? No, people? no, no. I, I said I said Derrick Rose before. No, those two guys have said three words combined since they came in the NBA because they know their spot. They know their spot. Well, they respect back. the elders and those they guys. and they keep their mouth shut until you win something How like you, know you should. Who they respect. We will. We looking at RG three right now, saying this. Oh my goodness! I wish every kid I come out of college can be right here. Look at Tim Tebow. I wish all the kids can be like him until he does something crazy. That's all you're waiting for is for one of those guys to do something crazy and you're going to blast him and then you're going to make tons of excuses for him. You're going to do it and you're going to tell That's, him. No. He got they play different sports. So how can you compare him? And you, exactly, you're like, going to say, oh my goodness, he's making millions of dollars. Why did he do this? <laughs> well, go back to the, I want to go back to the word humility too because there's a difference between how people look at humility. It's not, oh, you know, I was okay and I was really good. And mm-hmm. all that. Humility is really knowing who you are, stating the facts, not stating it in a way that you're getting in people's face and making Exactly. You know, downgrading them, but you can certainly state, this is who I am, this is what I do, and this is how I play my game. And mm-hmm. you can still be humble saying that because if it's the truth, it's the truth. I will, right. I, I will uh, say uh, this. Uh, I want to say one thing. I'm not being a homebody here, but I will say one thing that's different about Kobe and LeBron. Kobe forever he's always been known around the league by the superstars by the you know by the, by by the little guys that are riding the pine as the guy that wants to win the most he is so intense that's even in all star games that's why it doesn't he is bother so him intense. when guys don't like right. him right right all he does is go play as hard as he can every damn second of every game and 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 he has he has the uh, the jewelry to to, to well, support and, that. And the question is, who's liking him and not liking him? If the fans don't like him, whatever, you know. The they, only they want to have the wins. It's the guys on your team. I wouldn't like him. I wouldn't like him if he wasn't a Laker because he was because he's not a Laker. What? <laughs> I wouldn't like him because it's like it's like Kenya wouldn't like uh, uh, Derrick Rose because you got to play him all the time. He's on your team. Right. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is not defined by who likes him. He goes out and do I his job that. because he has a he has a family. He grew up a certain way. He grew up with that mm-hmm. instinct. He didn't just get to the NBA and have dog in him. He grew up with that. Yeah. Right. And that's why. Well, I'm not and that's that why he is a beast and he he plays at the highest level of intensity all the time. LeBron James, on the other hand, not so much. He's a, a cream puff. He doesn't can't. Feel the deal. I wish, he, I wish he played for Chicago and see what you say about that. Here I go with Chicago again, but he looks at Dwayne Wade. 
played with a lot of interesting Dwayne Wade is kicking himself. Hats. Dwayne Wade is kicking himself for not going to Chicago. I'll tell oh, you that. Man. You out of your mind. Kwame Lai Sports Talk. We'll be back in the near future. <laughs> These motherfuckers are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> internet flagship station for sports voice america sports tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond listen for the comeback radio show with tony farmer a lot of people believe what they read on the internet hear and see in the media and on the news we're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype it's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Ready for in-your-face sports? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go. You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. We got a second segment. We got Clancy's Corners in this segment. But, uh, you know, we was off the air talking. They were talking crazy because... Because uh, <laughs> that's what we do. We we got one high. We got one drunk. They can that one. <laughs> they talking. Let's get into Clancy's Corner right now. Thank you. I don't know if I'm the higher or the drunk one, but I mean... You both of them. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, uh, good segue into NBA All-Star Weekend, which was one of the most boring things I've ever watched oh, in my God. entire life. Um, the dunk contest, we've learned two things uh, this past weekend. One is the dunk contest has become completely obsolete. Uh, the winner, Jeremy Evans, uh, averages 1.1 points per game and one rebound. So... Uh, you know, there's that. So, how is he even at All-Star Weekend? He, he, he promoted himself, the team promoted him. He's from the Utah Jazz, by the way, if, if people don't know who he is. Uh, the team promoted him, tried to get him on, they got him on, and he won. I mean, it was great. Uh, for all of these superstars that are talking about, you know, during the lockout, oh, this is all about the fans, this is all about the fans, we want to get back and play, why aren't you in the dunk contest then? I mean, isn't that what people really want to come see? That used to be the, that used to be the spectacle of the All Star Game. Now, LeBron said, uh, "If you guys put up a million dollars, you know, we can play winner take all for it." Why? Why? Is, isn't this like? Isn't this? Kwame, I'm not going to talk about money. Yes, but I'm saying, you can't no, I'm not. help it. No, I'm not. You can't help. No, I'm not. Because these guys are spoiled brats. Go ahead. You so, can't help it. So that's they, why you're so sitting in front you get, of the end of the table. Go ahead. Go. So you get. So you get paid. To come to All-Star Weekend, you get paid whatever, 50 grand, whatever it is, to the winning team. That's not enough to dunk for literally 15 minutes, give all the fans what they want to see, and get the ratings through the roof. I, I don't understand why you wouldn't do Blake Griffin, LeBron, Derrick Rose, and maybe like have the fans vote for the fourth one. And then I, I agree on the winner-take-all thing. Maybe give them 100 grand, you know, sweeten the pot a little bit. But, I mean, that, that, that blew me away that you know Jeremy Evans, who nobody even knows... Uh, ended up winning the dunk contest. The second thing is Kobe is trying so hard to pass the torch to LeBron, but LeBron throws it on the ground every time he gives it to him. This is obviously stemming from LeBron passing the ball with under five seconds, uh, which ended up turn which ended up being a turnover uh, that ended the game more or less. Um, 
it was interesting that Kobe walked right over to LeBron, or more ran over to LeBron, got in his face, and said, "Shoot the ball! Shoot! The, uh, what are you doing? You're if, if you're the, if you're the best player, if you're a best player in the NBA, why aren't you shooting the ball with five seconds left, down two points? It just mm-hmm. pe- people take it as a little bit lighter than it really is. This is this is a problem. This is a problem for LeBron." And the only big game he's the only big shot he's ever shot and made in his whole career was when he hit. Uh, I think it was the 2009 Eastern Conference Finals against Orlando uh, in Game Two, where he where he hit a buzzer beater to win. But besides that, he hasn't made he hasn't had one shot that's been important his entire life when it comes down to it. Uh, against Detroit, he had 25 points in in fourth quarter and overtime that got them over the hump against Detroit. But besides that, Kobe again is trying to give him the reins. He just won't take them. And I know Kwame's going to rip me for this. I'm but not rip you. Know, I'm just trying to figure out <laughs> when Clancy Corner going to be over. Goodness gracious! I'm going to put a time limit on this. Go ahead. Please, no, please. What no. do you think? What do you think? Do you think well, I'm wrong? I, I think the. Well, I don't know. Let me uh, let me explain. Okay. Um, the dunk contest—that's one thing. I, th- I think a lot of guys won't be in it, like LeBron James. I don't—I th- don't think he has to be in it. LeBron James, you, you all know, we all know that he's about LeBron James. If he or oh, he wouldn't have had a sixty-minute press conference to say he was going to Miami. Right. It's not—it's more the media that drives to that drives to LeBron James, not LeBron James trying to drive media to the NBA. So he wants that. I mean, if he wants to get in there and make a dunk contest and tell him put the pot pot up, that's fine. That's one thing, but. Guys that get in the dunk contest, it's, it's more predicated on how many dunks they have a game or how many dunks they have up to that point to the All-Star, and they just nominate those guys. A lot of guys don't accept it. So what? They have a full season to play after the All-Star break, and you don't want to be, if you want to, that's a good chance to rest. If you don't want to be going out there, jumping out of the gym, doing all these crazy tricks and possibly hurting yourself over a dunk contest, it doesn't matter, doesn't benefit your team. Uh, on the second half of the season, that's one thing. So you get guys who average 1.1 points uh, a game in those dunk contests. LeBron, and what else we got? Kobe trying to pass the torch. Well, I've seen uh, LeBron James make a lot of big shots. I've seen LeBron James. I've watched Michael Jordan from Chicago pass the ball plenty of times. He just had guys to hit him. LeBron James is actually a good passer because what he, all the other things he does. But if you want him to take the last shot, then you know he, he got. Like he got. I don't know. I think he's building his legacy now. He gonna have no one builds a legacy and starts from the top. He has a lot of adversity. He gonna have people like us talking about him, saying he's not doing this, he's not doing that. He built the legacy from the ground up, and he and now we'll see what his story is when he has three world championship rings. We'll see what his story is when we say, oh, remember this guy would never shoot the ball, never take the final shot. I'm curious what you think his legacy is that he's building. Oh, I was just I, about I, to say well, that. To be to get up to the one one is financially because the stuff he do outside of basketball is one thing. I don't know what his goals are. I don't know what his dreams were when he was a kid. So the legacy I'm I see from the outside looking in is, is basketball related. You only go to a like Shaquille went to Miami to play with Dwayne Wade because he couldn't play with Kobe anymore. But that was all predicated on getting another ring. Yeah, he, he wanted won- a ring. That's he what he was ring. going for. Yeah. He wanted a ring. I don't know how many. I don't know how many rings what uh, LeBron James won. But I know he wants to win. Well, that's the thing I'd be curious curious about with any of these guys is what is it that t- they really want? Because if they could make that known, and then sh- show how they're moving towards that goal with everything that they do, I mean that would be an important thing to teach not only the other t- players on their team themselves and also the public. So yeah. his legacy so his legacy could be there was all there's always somebody else to trailblaze first. There's always someone to set the tone. I don't know if he wanted and out of respect, he would he had twenty three coming in the league, right? Yeah. Out of respect he's 
He wants to be like Jordan. The only reason he got 23, but the respect to Jordan, he goes to six. I mean, Julius Irvin's won six. I don't know, but Jordan is the guy when you talk about the NBA. So right. uh, his legacy is, I don't know, is it to get to that point? Okay. Yeah, and well, that's what I don't that know, point, and that's what I'd be very curious yeah. to find out what is he building towards. Two things. Yeah, maybe he just wants to be the highest paid player at all costs. And, you know, and, I, and I thought that was one thing. I thought that was one of the things because he does, because of the marketing stuff he does. Is, yeah. And then we, we can go, we go back to that 60 minute. And the legacy could be making all the money that he can so they can go ahead and put it into charity and help kids. We don't right. know. Okay. We don't okay. know what okay. it is. He I mean, doesn't you know, it could be could be a good thing and it could be you know, judged by us not a good thing. thing. Yeah. Exactly. He doesn't have a legacy yet. He doesn't he, he, he doesn't have one. That's why I say building. But well, that's the point. That's yeah, building, building so his career is at least half over. You you figure that you have some seeds that were growing in your legacy at this point. His, his, mm-hmm. yeah, but he doesn't. Kobe. Guy. Now listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna this, remind you one thing. Kobe from uh, right out of high school. Yeah. Right. Kobe. But yeah. So, and so is Kobe. Right. First or second year, I believe. I believe it was the second year. Kobe in the playoffs against Utah with Karl Malone and and John Stockton shot three air balls in a very important game. But he took the shot then when he was 18. LeBron is 27, and he still won't do it. And who was on Kobe's team when he came to the league? And who was on LeBron's team when he came into the league? Then as there, it is a difference. You had no. Kobe, I, don't, I don't think Kobe, there's a difference. Kobe had help. Right, Kobe but, had right. help. And, and LeBron, LeBron, has, LeBron has no right, help. but LeBron had a bigger impact right away. LeBron because mentality. he was a specimen coming out of high school. Kobe was a skinny kid that played a lot of his ball with a lot of talent in, in Italy when he was younger. With a lot of talent. Yeah, but I mean, he was. He, you know, he was. It, it was different. LeBron came to the Cleveland. Um, Came to Cleveland, having to shoot the ball, having to take every shot. Because he was the number one pick, also. There Kobe was, was, no Kobe was, was no traded for. LeBron came to Cleveland, having to shoot the ball. There was no one there for him. There was Kobe came into a situation where he had guys to teach him how to play professional basketball. LeBron came out of high school, as did Kobe, to the Cleveland yeah. Browns. No one taught him how to play professional basketball, Cavs, so he's yeah. still playing street ball. He's yeah. still playing the same thing when he coming right out of high school, going not going to college. Not having that com- competition, now you want to play against some grown men. I don't care if you're six, eight, or not. You're playing against grown men who's been doing that for about five years. I don't think there's any argument that when Kobe went to the Lakers, he was part of a team, and when LeBron went to the Cavs, he was the team. There's no yeah. argument there, Carmen. I'm not arguing with you on that. But I do want to say that I just think, you know, when you were saying he doesn't have to play in the dunk contest if he doesn't want to, why risk an injury? I get all that, but if the all-star is supposed to be for the all-stars, we shouldn't see the people that get 1.1, average (laughs) 1.1 point per game per season. We want to see the all-stars. We want to see, like it used to be Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilson. It used to be, you know, we want to see the the cream of the crop players names that we knew what we're looking for. Yeah, and and the all-star game. We have an obligation to that. Like, if I'm on the radio every day and I'm getting my listeners and I've got listeners and fans, that's perfect, but if I don't go out into the community and, and go support some of the things that my fans and my listeners want me to be a part of, then I'm doing a disservice not only to myself but to the company that I represent. Right, and I don't, I don't think you obligated. Team. I, I am. I don't think you obligated to uh, be in a dunk com- uh, competition if you don't want to. Well, the All Star Game is a dunk competition as it is. You don't think you're, you that's have a better chance of getting hurt in the game than you do in the dunk contest. And that's why I say initially these games were supposed to be for fun. These games was come out and show 
they they better off letting doing the All Star week let the Harlem Globetrotters play. No, it's different. Than, it's is. different than the Pro Bowl. <laughs> people don't like, block anybody. Won. It's different. People want to win in That's the second half. You Harlem Globetrotter in the first half, and you play to win in the second half. Well, the curiosity it, is going to be what's going to happen now with the media that's paying a whole bunch of money to have people watch these shows. I don't care if it's the All Star game or which game it is. Um, how when are they going to step in and start saying you know because of money again um, that it's we're going to start dictating who's going to play and how we're going to get to these guys? Yeah, and, and these. Know, if that's the case, then just eliminate the dunk competition altogether and just have the big game on Sunday. Yeah, I mean what it, that's what it's going to. And let, and let the fans meet him and. And you make a good point there, but it's, it's going to come down to those those networks that mm-hmm. put a lot of money into it to keep. Uh, you think you. These owners who just billionaires is keep they keeping the league going, but well, they they using other people's money to run their business. Right. So it's gonna come down to where somebody's gonna dictate. These, there's gonna yeah. be an ultimate decision maker, and it's gonna be the one that holds the biggest. And then first. it's gonna be another decision yeah, what they want to do or not, because just because they dictate it don't mean it's gonna happen. But it's, right. it's gonna come down to a whole lot of other decisions. Of um, these guys don't want to do it, they're not gonna do it because mm-hmm. according to Clancy, we spoil. Well, yeah, <laughs> most of you guys are. No, I'm not saying you. I'm saying the guys that are making, like, Richard, the perfect example, Richard Lewis is making $19 million a year, $19 million this year, second highest paid player in the league. He's averaging 16 minutes a game. So? The structure is wrong. Why they give it the to structure, him? The uh, structure, because he had one good year. He had one good contract year. Well, that's what $19 million Yeah, shame on them. Shame on them. $19 million. I wouldn't, if I didn't have the money to give you, I wouldn't have gave it to now, you. Now, here's the thing. The, there might be something that the, the players are getting blamed. Maybe it says in their contract they can't play. Because this is all guaranteed. Maybe some players have a no dunk contest clause. Maybe you're signing that away. If if you're getting paid all this money, that is guaranteed. I, don't know. I think we would have heard that by now. That, Maybe you know, not. You make a good point, but I think we would have heard it. A Maybe lot they of have a gag order on it. Who knows? I mean, you really don't know, though. There's nobody in the league to say um, that. Do, that doesn't do the uh, don't contest say well in my contract it says I can't do it and in my contract it may say maybe they have a gag order you, know, you don't know what's going on on that paper no gag order no bas- basketball they, maybe they can't ride motorcycles okay now that's totally different from don't competitions well but you just said it was dangerous motorcycles no dunk contest that's why people don't yeah. do it I said I said yeah and I said that's a time to rest Sure, that's different. But if you're, at, if you're in Miami going to play the game rest. the next day, why wouldn't you yeah, just dunk for 15 I, minutes? Because I don't want to dunk for 15 minutes and then play the game the next day. Because you're not just, getting paid I'll for it. Play the game. Because they're not getting paid for it. That's why they're not doing it. Well, you how you know you're not year. getting paid that's for it? Tired. You're tired this year. Yeah, the season came. Yeah, the season got, is very short. What do they got? 66 games. Yeah, they going right into the right into the second half right now. If you're talking a ring versus a dunk contest, I'm going for the ring. Yeah, yeah, let's go LeBron because you won't get one. I'm not going to dunk because the fans want me dunk. That's just not something I'm not going to do. But it's about the care, fans all the time, right? Not, huh? Isn't it always about the fans? Isn't that why the lockout ended? Oh, we want the fans to get well, what they want. Out of your mind. No, it's, it, no it's, you think it's about the fans? Well, then why do they say That's that? That's why baseball fans They're lying. Back when they went on strike. It's, it's tough called, to come it's back. It's called media. No, it's, no, it's about, because it's, it's because it's all about cash. The profession they want us to buy into. But it's all about the bottom line. You, keep thinking, the you keep thinking it's about the fans and you a fool. And I'm just saying in general. I'm just saying that I'm just re- I'm regurgitating what they're saying. It's all about the fans, all about the fans until until you're not getting money they in your need, pocket. Right. They need the fans. They they need the fans to make it sound. Yeah, you got to sit in the back room and the meetings with the the guys in the suits and the high towers to figure out what it's really all about. Right. We gonna right. Tell you, hey, and, this is what we're gonna do. Then. And those we, those all star game back. tickets are expensive to we go see a dunk contest for somebody that plays on the bench. We gonna come back on a uh, Alice Clancy sports talk and um, we <laughs> we got down and dirty with Deborah coming up next. <laughs> Your 
internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Palmerola Sports Hour. We are in our third segment. We got down and dirty with Deborah. Uh, if she can get herself composed, you'll be good to go. <laughs> All right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm using the breathing technique. I'm here, guys. So down and dirty with Deborah. Just got back from the combine. I got to tell you, I gave a talk to the agents there. And uh, one of the things I touched on uh, is that talent is not enough. I don't care if you're talking football or any other sport, that when I've talked to the scouts over the years about um, what do they look at whenever they go to the pro days and the combines and that to look at these guys, and the scouts have told me that so many times they see a couple guys at the very top that are the breakaways. And then there's always a couple guys at the bottom that probably shouldn't even be there. And then there's everybody else in the middle. And everybody else in the middle they look at as average. So what do you do when you're an extremely good player or representing an extremely good player who's considered average because they're among the best of the best? Everybody's looking for that clear edge. They're looking to break out from the pack. And the guys have got to start to realize this is not college anymore. This is more intense. The uh, play is faster, and the skills have got to be a lot tighter at this level. So one of the ways that uh, when I'm working with clients we look at is that success is measured in hundreds of seconds and fractions of an inch, and they've got to be able to perform under pressure, and that's what the scouts have told me that they're looking for. They know they've got a lot of talent to choose from, and if the guy they're looking at can't perform under pressure, he's out and the next guy is in. It's that simple. So when we look at what stress does, and stress kicks in, your performance kicks out, your confidence goes down, your frustration goes up, and you start to lose. One of the things that happens when stress kicks in is it's usually predicated by fear, frustration, anxiety, stress of some sort. And the first, one of the first things that happens is clear thinking gets lost. You literally cannot think straight. And it makes smart people do really stupid things. And if you doubt this, look at any game on any given Sunday or Monday night. And you see guys that have, um, you know, missing play patterns, dropping balls, missing kicks, whatever it is. It's not that they don't know how to play the sport. It's that they're under stress and they don't know how to handle it. Their reaction time gets slower. And so do their reflexes. So their timing is off on both sides of the ball. Their body is literally weakened. And I mean physically, literally weakened. They start to lose some of their strength. Tackles get missed. Runs get slower. 
and everything that gets, you know, that they've worked so hard for, those bursts off the line start to disappear. What seemed easy in practice isn't so easy when you're under stress. And here's another one. The muscles start to get tighter. Think about a kicker, a quarterback, and let's go to another sport. Think about golfers, basketball players, baseball players, anybody. When your muscles start to tighten, you're losing, you lose your accuracy, you lose your flexibility, you can't make those cuts, you can't do anything that you were able to do before quite as well as you were able to do before, and you wonder why. And that wondering why puts you in even more stress. And the last thing I want to mention here is that you actually start to have your energy deplete because when you're in that high stress situation repeatedly over and over and over again without being able to have that resilience and that relaxation in between, and I'm not talking about handing her hand, holding hands singing We Are the World. I'm talking about being able to to when you're off the field and standing on the sidelines that you can very quickly get yourself into a relaxed mode to the point where the pressure goes down and the clarity comes back so when your number is called you go back in full force again. Now, one of the things I want to mention here as far as what can you do about it, one of the first things is to be aware. Be aware of what's going to happen to your body and stop trying to slip it under a rug and push it down and forget about it and say, oh, no, I can handle it. I can will myself through it. You know, good luck with that because it's not going to happen. Um, what's going to happen is that stress gets caused by a lot of uncertainty. It gets caused by things that are unexpected, unwanted, and unknown. So think about guys that are standing in line at pro day and our combine, and all of a sudden they see somebody in front of them who does really, really well. And that person who does really, really well, the person in line looks at him and goes, oh, crap, you know, I, I hope I can measure up. Or you see somebody who messes up, and then you look at them and you wonder, God, I hope that's not going to be me. You know, you got buses and locker rooms and, and hotel rooms when guys are on the road. And any time that somebody's alone with their thoughts, the what-ifs start coming in and more pressure is caused. You've got pressure of expectations, your own expectations, your parents, your friends, your family, your coaches, your agents, and your teammates. All of this causes more and more pressure, which causes more stress, which causes the opportunity for you to not be able to perform at your highest level. So first thing is to be aware. Second thing is to know the causes, which we just talked about. Third thing is one of the first things I teach my guys is an emotional breathing technique, and it's a technique that even the fighter pilots in the Department of Defense use. I go to the sciences because I don't believe in a lot of fluff and philosophy when it comes to being able to perform at your highest level. One of the other things we've talked about, and this is the last thing I'm going to mention because there's a number of things that I teach, including trigger statements and how to focus um, uh, on demand and how to have a quick recovery routine. But the strategic imagination that I've mentioned before is really a combination of light hypnosis, neuro-linguistic programming, positive performance enhancing, enhancing emotions, all to be able to overcome an injury, to up your performance, and to have perfect practice. The bottom line is if, if somebody doesn't know how to handle stress and their mental and emotional game, which is the most misunderstood, underutilized, and yet powerful forces you can have, then uh, good luck in the longevity of your career and your performance. That's down and dirty with Deborah. I think the combine, in my opinion, is, is, is for a whole a lot of reasons other than the um, collegiate guys that go there. Uh, you have the, a lot of agents that go there. You have a lot of coaches that's looking for jobs. Uh, and then you got those coaches. And I, w one thing I can't believe, you have those coaches that go there and think uh, they're going to find something different from this guy. Mm -hmm. um, if, if you if evaluate a, a certain guy coming out of college that you like, 
you can watch this guy for four years, sometimes maybe three to four years if he stays in school for four years. But you've been evaluating this guy playing football. The combines, the only thing I would agree with the combines as far as uh, those guys being there, it should be just the interview process. Just talk to them, see who these guys are. There shouldn't be any 40s. It's, the 40s. Well, the 40 yard 40 dash, how many, people, uh, how many people in what positions are actually going to run 40 yards during a football game? You've got a few positions, but you've got a whole lot that don't. No, it, the only They're time you're going to run burst. a 40 if you're running away from someone, but you're never going to outright, like a receiver stick gets runs into his route, he's running 40 yards, he's never he's never going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, a, at that fast pace, because mm-hmm. some guy, you got to set it up at the same time. Mm-hmm. So and they're looking at that first ten to maybe maybe twenty yards, maybe the first ten yards for a burst if you got a linebacker the, or something. The ten yard uh, electronic time, the ten yards and twenty yards is more important than the forty yards to me. But exactly. it's, it's I, I'm not going to watch a guy for three to four years and then get to the combine and say this guy can't play football. Or what I I would watch football tape on this guy and say I still want him. I just need to get in front of him and get his. I don't need your height and measurements and all that stuff. Just let me get in front of you and talk to you. Let me tell me why your defense or why you play so well in your defense mm-hmm. or why, how does that defense work, and and just put pieces and puzzles together. Well, why I have a question though, like why wouldn't for the combine people go into the combine overweight? They go in losing a step because they're overweight. Wouldn't you? This is just to keep them, or isn't this just to keep them on their toes before the draft? Because if you draft somebody that's two forty and they come to camp at two sixty five, but I had a guy you know? on my uh, team, uh, Gilbert Brown. He was um. He's a projected as projected as a first rounder. He and they say he ate himself out of the draft. He went in the third round. Gilbert Brown still uh, became one of the most dominant. He was a grave digger uh, for the Green Bay Packers. He still was a dominant football player. If you can carry that weight, the 10, 15 pounds or 20 pounds that you gain, and still play at a high level, then it's fine. Um, but uh, the only one thing that may shock them is that I thought this guy was 220 and now he's uh, 250. Uh, depending on position that is, it's just yeah. that's why I say bring that guy in front of me. And, and another thing you mentioned, Deborah, was the um, pressure. I think pressure is uh, for those guys who are not prepared to do what they what they set out to do. Like uh, we talked about the muscle tightness. You, I, you can go back to your childhood when you put yourself in those situations when you in the backyard counting down from five to hit that last shot. Those are the situations you prepare for. So when they happen, um, when they happen in your your job, your life, your professional sport, then it's really not pressure. And and guys, I don't think they ever mentally go back and put themselves in a situation where this could never happen. Football, there was never any pressure to me in a game situation. Now, on a golf course, it's totally different because I didn't grow up thinking I was going to play golf. Right. I grew yeah. up thinking football was what, what we did. Because so. it's unknown and there's some uncertainty. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we, can, we can tell by your posture sometimes, Tommy, that you're stressed when you're playing golf. <laughs> hey, Monk, uh, hang up on her. <laughs> Uh, do you think uh, do you think that they should sell tickets to the combine? I don't think so. Like, well, because here's the reason why I ask is which one do you think is more stressful? Because um, the combine is more or less in a vacuum because it's really just scout, uh, it's really just um, agents and agents you know, people. cannot get into the combine. Oh, it's not. No. Who, who's who's actually in the GM scouts? Yeah. Uh, is it what are there 250 people? I, I heard I heard 250 getting thrown around. This year, they, this year they let a small group in. I don't even know how they got in to watch it for a little while, but that was it. Okay, but otherwise, so the agents cannot. The agents go to their yearly meeting there, yeah, um, but they cannot get into the actual combine. So there's 200. Say there's 250 people. Is that more stressful than selling out a stadium? Because people, you're never going to play football like that. 
So especially yeah. for quarterbacks, you know, throwing routes or I mean receivers, you know, running routes with the whole ambiance of what you're going to be experiencing. Combines. Yeah. Like uh, I, I, I understand why some quarterbacks don't throw. If I'm already slotted one and two, and I don't have to throw, I right. throw on my pro day when I can throw to my receivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have so many different right. receivers there running different routes that you're not accustomed to, and you've been throwing to this guy for three years. I will come to my pro day. That was going to be at University of Kansas. You can only I, hurt I, yourself. Yeah, yeah, well, you there's even a debate about the one drill where I think it's the receivers running down the line. They have to catch the ball, throw it away, catch from the other side, throw it away. And it's like, how right. often do you catch a ball and want to throw it away? Right. You know, I mean, that's just, it doesn't make sense. It does because when these guys catch the ball, they are told and taught to tuck it away right away, not catch it, drop it, and keep that's running. Right. It's that's to right. tuck the ball and and then move yeah. on from so there. So it's a ridiculous drill that the coaches don't like. A lot of a lot of that stuff is ridiculous. A certain level of stress that might come in because you may be one of the best in your conference, but then you've got all of the best players from every division, from every conference, so that that doesn't add to their stress at all? Yeah, absolutely, because then you've got the expectations that are on you, and you start seeing everybody else around you and realizing that you may not be the guy. You may be one of the guys. Well, that's that same guy to come from high school to go to college. He's he's All-American in high school. He goes to college. Oh, it's about 10 All-Americans here. Well, that's the thing, and the the level of expectations and the level of pressure starts to change because you go from, you know, college to now you go to the pro days. You're against the best of the best. And let's say you Mm -hmm. get picked up and you go to the mini camps and the training camps. Now everything is different because not only do you have the unknown and the uncertainty, you've got, you know, the certainty of a playbook that you have to learn or maybe you've never seen before. You've got teammates that you've never played with before. You've got coaches that you don't know if they're going to yell at you or not. And even the anticipation you might get yelled at is going to cause stress. And the meetings after meetings after meetings. And then let's say you make from 90 to 53. Now you've got a whole nother level of expectations Mm -hmm. and stress and the money that you now have that you've never had in your entire lifetime before. Uh-huh. And your family coming after you saying, I want some of that, too. I, I think when you get to the combines also, a, a lot of guys, just like uh, in classroom situations, you may know the work, but a lot of people just don't test well. Some people just mm-hmm. don't don't interview well. And I, I, I won't well, let that, me, if I'm looking at a guy, I won't let that get in the way because I still believe see, he has a passion and right. of what he's coming here for, what he wants to do. Well, here's the thing, too. And the nerves. When, yeah, when the teams are interviewing these guys, and I've heard scouts and, and other uh, GMs and stuff I've talked to say, you know, they they talk to a guy out of the hood someplace, and they ask him, have you ever smoked dope or done whatever? And he said, you know, the guy answers no, and he says, like, you know, like that's the only guy in the entire place that would ever not smoke dope when they know he's coming from an area. That, that's that's what they do. Is that, just admit it. Yeah, it's you know, a, it's, it's a, not that big a deal. Yeah. Just be truthful. Talib Akib admitted he smoked weed. He still got drafted the first round, 10 pick. Kwamla Sports Talk, we'll be back for the fourth segment. Uh, we'll talk about uh, these quarterbacks, uh, RG3 and um, Luck. Andrew Luck. And the guy that nobody's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia College sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. 
Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. That's for Jeremy Lamb. Well, welcome back to Kwame Sports Talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are live in the full segment. We were talking about the combines, and we do want to talk about some of these quarterbacks uh, with uh, Andrew Luck and RG3. Um, such great things from these guys coming out of there. I still think the combine. Personally, I think it's a joke. I think it should be more of an interview process. I watched a guy for three, four years. I know he can play football. Now I'm just saying that three, four years, you didn't get in any trouble. Or if you did get in trouble, how did you bounce back from it? Uh, but you got these two guys, these two stand-up guys who was at their universities for three to four years coming out. They are slotted one and two in the draft. Uh, maybe one and two picks. Yeah. First yeah. two quarterbacks out of there. Um, Indianapolis. Will they go wrong taking an RG three, who's the best quarterback in in college sports to me? But it's it's image too now because that's the thing. He's uh, it's got image. He's got such a personality. But Andrew Luck so does too. Dynamic. Yeah, he oh. is. I mean, they're both. And yeah. by the image, Andrew Luck looked better in Indianapolis. Mm. I mean, mm. RG three. He's he's the consummate professional. He's got the whole. You know, he does charity work on the outside. I read the Sports Illustrated article on him was maybe one of the best I've ever read. Uh, and that was before he was in the Heisman. That this was, you know, a couple months ago. This was before he was in the Heisman thing. And uh, I don't know. I mean, do you think do you think Indianapolis is ready for a running gun quarterback, or do you think they want just just the the, the normal? I mean, Andrew Luck's got some wheels too, but he does. He's not a four three five wheels. He's a four six or well, let's say five four five eight and four four. And he's saying it's four three now. Well, it could be four well, three five. It's, it's I, I still, just I just saw that. I don't I don't. I, if, if he's a I don't say he's a running gun quarterback. I say he's a quarterback to drop back. It's, it depends on what the offense is. If he just drop backs and he have to run, that's a totally dif- different thing. Just because you can run a four two or four one doesn't mean this is what I want my quarterback to drop back and just beat everybody to the corner and get, get downfield. Then I'm not going to have you long. If he's, if he's going to any team and he thinks he's going to run around this league, he's, he's mistaken. Yeah, you got to have line- an arm. Yeah, yeah, that's what quarterback's all about. Those linebackers running four threes and four fours too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. But no, I, if he was to go to if it, is Indy ready for a four three quarterback, four four quarterback, running shoot quarterback? Um, I don't know. It depends on what they have around them. It depends on what their receivers. Reggie Wayne might not be there. I don't know. But they do have a good receiving core. But all those guys got concussions. They are hit away from missing three games. I mean, it's Michael, Michael Vick's precautionary tale. Yeah. Right? I mean, right. Michael, but Michael Vick he has runs, a gun. Because he runs so much. That's it's what I'm just, saying. Michael Vick has a gun, but it's not as accurate as we once thought. I mean, he's a turnover machine. With fumbles well, also and his concussions and everything, so why would you want to subject yourself to that? If you are, are three, yeah, if you're drafting, I mean, unless you're Cleveland where you have no hope anyway, so you may as well draft them. Well, and we're talking about teams like they were last year when you've had, you know, Black Monday where all the you know coaches have been shuffled all around. You've got mm-hmm. players that are being shuffled all around. So who 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 do we? You know who's on what team right now, and what is the team going to be built on? You can look at the coach, the head coach, and how they play in the past, but now they've got different coaches around them. That's well, true. St. Louis already decided they was going to keep Sam Bradford. He wanted Jack Fisher, but I thought, yeah, I thought that was a great decision to make because 
if you can trade up and get the uh, that number two slot, then you can go get some receivers. There's a lot of receivers right. in the draft that's yeah. pretty good. Now you can have a good. Uh, you got Jackson still there, mm-hmm. who's who's emerged late in the year from all those injuries he had. So he was running well late in the season. Sam Bradford would be back when he first came in the league. We were talking about this the Wonder League kid. He was this and that, and I thought he was too. He had a bad second year. He had a terrible second year. He has no one to throw to. Now you got the number two pick in the draft that you can trade and get tons of things for, like uh, Belichick does in New England. Gets three or four guys. He he builds off these. Uh, three and four late round guys mm-hmm. which can play so unfortunately there there's so many positions that you know a guy that may, that may go in the first round may just slip into the second round but he's a first rounder guy he right, just slipped exactly. in the first round right but they have so much now in st louis where they can go and get receivers they can build that offensive line mm-hmm. for him and i i don't think um rg3 would have been benefited or st louis would have benefited <laughs> by going to st louis because what sam bradford already knows he would have to learn he will have to learn and go there, and then that sets the curve back. That sets the team back. And now all you have to do is run the ball, and then you still don't have receivers. Right. But now you've got the guys that, let's say, you, they go through the draft, and then they go through the free agency, and they pick up those guys. And now you start building your team. Again, you, know, you don't know how many veterans you've got left, and the new guys coming in. Everybody's stressed. You know, We go back to that whole stress thing again. And who's actually going to perform at the level that they could perform at in college? So now you've got to sort all those out to get down to your 53. And then you've got to take those 53 and start building them into a team based on how the coaches want to coach. And... This is set up perfectly for St. Louis because Cleveland's got the fourth and twenty-second pick. Uh, they're going to take they're going to take RG three. Uh, Minnesota is going to take the uh, the the left tackle from uh, I think he's a left tackle you know, from, they, from USC. Think, uh, Colt McCoy is ready to keep growing. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to start right now, but I'm saying that he needs. I think that he, especially him needs to at least sit a half a season. You can't just throw him in. I don't think he's Cam Newton. Honestly, I don't. I think Cam Newton's got the it factor that RG3 didn't think Cam Newton was Cam Newton. Right, and, and, and I could be mistaken, run. but I really think that, I, I mean, plus Cam Newton's, what, four inches taller? So yeah. he already has that. Yeah. He, already, he can already see over the line. RG, RG3's 6'2", six, six you know, three with fours. heels on. And 3'4". Yeah. Uh, but you draft, you draft Justin Blackman, you automatically get Justin Blackman with the fourth pick. That's who you're going to take with the second pick. So uh, uh, Cleveland? No, no. Uh, uh, St. Louis. St. Louis. That's you automatically get that. Yeah. Then you can get a tackle. You can get a tackle with the twenty-second pick, and you make out better than anybody in the draft. Yeah, but they Cleveland sits. I mean, St. Louis sit in the driver's seat as far as with this number two pick. But so many people want it. It wasn't. It was no hiding it that we're not going to trade our pick. We're not going to keep our pick. Just get it out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Get it out there and get yeah. it done now. Let the bidding war start. Let the bidding mm-hmm. war start, and then we can see how much we can get, how much we can do with what. And I think these guys, um, uh, they're going to build their team. Fisher, you say he hit the jackpot. Oh. Um, Dave McGinnis even they he got most of his staff back from it was in Tennessee and Tennessee they won in Tennessee, but they hit the jackpot where they can get in this draft right now and start winning football games right away in the NFC West which is not a tough conference at all. Yeah. You got Arizona Cardinals, St. Louis Rams, <laughs> San Francisco 49ers played real well. I think they do have a, um, one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, I, yeah, obviously they do the numbers show they have one of the best defenses in the league, and their offense can get better if Alex Smith stays there on the course. Yeah. But they don't trust Alex Smith over there in San Fran because they don't offer him a two-year deal. He's still a young guy. He's still a two-year deal for a guy who's, you know, fairly young, can still lead this team. But um, I saw an interview where RG3 was uh, supposed to go to Sanford. He's oh, really? To to I didn't know that. He was supposed to go to Sanford, so he had an interview with Harbaugh, and they said, first thing I want to ask you is why you didn't come here. 
I just I saw the interview with that guy, and I thought it was interesting. So, if you can only sign it, if you only sign an Alex to a two year deal, and what was his answer? He said it all worked out for everybody, <laughs> <laughs> which, which yeah. it did. And you, you talk about the guy; he always got the right answers, and yeah. that's why he's a sharp thinker. And that's why we're waiting for him. I'm wait for him to fall. Mm. That's what <laughs> well, we'll see. Oh, you're one of those guys. No, I'm not. I'm not really not. I like to see those guys do well. Yeah. Uh, I don't care who they are, where they mm. come from. I like to see them do well. Um, but he does have all. He, you know, he say the right thing. He's yeah. good. He's a good guy. And I think that's just who he is. Yes, I think and, that's who he I is. I think the NFL needs another one. I mean, you have Cam Newton. You got Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is still a guy. And we we before we got like a minute and a half. I just want to keep him on his feet. Peyton I mean, Manning. Yeah. But that's a whole other. What's, what's the decision with Peyton Manning in Indianapolis if um, Andrew Luck goes there? He has to play right away. He's the first pick. He needs to play right away. Right. Not necessarily. Why not? I, this is not basketball. See, Kobe, Kobe had two Luck, years to sit. Because Andrew... <laughs> Kobe had two years to sit. <laughs> okay, okay. That was the second segment. I don't want to touch that again. Uh, Andrew Luck hasn't said Jack since since they were talking about you know giving him the reins right away. RG3, this is the best thing you ever said was, I'd be honored to hold the clipboard. Done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Now you're and in the good, good graces thing. of everybody. Right. They're not going to draft him. They're going to draft Andrew Luck. They'd right. be dumb. It's not They'd the system. It's not the system. The Indianapolis system will always be the most interesting in like the NFL. Andrew Luck. I like Andrew Luck in Indianapolis and wherever RG... I don't like RG3 in Cleveland. I like him to go to Miami somewhere. I just, I just think... You know, it's did you like Cam Newton in uh, in Carolina? Definitely, I did. Oh, you did because oh, he had I Steve did. Smith and they had a running game. Yeah, but Steve Smith has been dormant for the past four Steve years. Smith? Well, yeah, yeah well, and their running game is suspect. And so no, and no quarterback. Right, I guess. But, but they signed Stewart and those guys. But the same with Cleveland. You have Joshua Cribbs there, so you already have a deep threat. You have a running by association. Peyton Hillis will play but this year if you get a Robert Griffin. You need more than a deep threat. you got to have those intermediate routes so you can control that whole field. They're in trouble. I mean, they're still going to be in trouble, but it's a work in progress. I mean, Indianapolis isn't going to win right away. No, if, unless Peyton Manning's there. In, in maybe, the last words, maybe. Deborah. Any last things? That's it? That's it. I have a blank stare. That's it. I never me. want to talk yeah. to the NBA, about that's the NBA it. again yeah. with you. Why? The NBA because is good. It's a good conversation. We're just going to agree to disagree about it. No, we're not. We're gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to be right. Until next week. Yeah, right. No, no. 96% of the time. 96% of the time. <laughs> I, I, 4% is tough. 4% <laughs> is tough. No, it's um, it's good conversations, good argument. We don't have to agree on the same thing or how you look Preferably at it. Preferably not. That's where growth yeah, comes from. Yeah, we have it. I have it. I would agree with you in six weeks. It doesn't seem like. Huh. I would agree with you in six weeks. It doesn't seem like. What's that? Six weeks? What you talking about? Devers on my side, at least. I don't. Try <laughs> I, I wish you could have seen that six stare. weeks. What the hell is coming up in six weeks? Yeah. No. In the past, in the past, in the past six weeks, he, oh. we haven't agreed with each other. Oh my okay. goodness. That's all right. Monk, thanks for playing the music, man. We, That's uh, what we do. Shut Stevie, up, next uh, time, uh, Monk. Shut, shut us up. And now you're gonna get some um, a few good men clips and put it in. Do y'all do any work around here? Little Eminem, shoot it in. Hey, this is the Last Sports Talk. It was a great segment. Thanks, Alex Lance in the studio, <laughs> Deborah Debris, Cindy, and John Mercer. He was filming us. I think you're going to... What you going to do with that? You going to clip it up? We're going to blast it. We're going to blast it everywhere. It's Last Sports Talk. We'll see you guys next week. Hey, for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.